guys, and welcome back to The Natty Scene with uh, your host, AJ Morris, and this is the M&M Update, as usual, a weekly episode from me and Vicky, and this week, we are one week out. Well, Holy shit! Pretty much, pretty much one week out. We are recording this on Thursday, and it will be one week out, obviously, on Sunday. We step on stage on the Sunday, and yeah, uh, yeah here we are. Like, this has been what well for me a next week will be the 34th week of prep um how long has it been for you in total vicky i think you know what it's going to be about the same to be perfectly honest with you yeah so i reckon this is going to be about either 33 or 34 yeah unreal yeah yeah hardcore it's been a long journey and me and vicky were just talking off air as to like Ah, oh, it, it comes to an, when it when when you can sort of like I mean I know that I've got the UK the FBA finals. We also don't know about the possibility of qualification for world finals, etc. Not that we want to jinx anything, but yeah. we we work our fucking asses off and we want to do as well as we possibly can do. Um, and we, we've we've been open and honest about that in, in past episodes. But you get to the end of this process and you're like, like wow, like I've I, I've done this for so long. And it never gets any easier, but it almost gets a little bit more mentally rewarding when you look back on the fact that you've pushed through a significant amount of days that have tested you. Days yeah. where you've thought, man, I could do with more food here. Or man, I could do with taking a day off here. And you haven't. Like me and Vicky won't have had anything that's out of plan or off schedule. Um, Like just... You haven't ever gone over your requirements, have you ever? Never. No, never, no, never, no. never missed some steps, and, and, never and, missed expenditure. Never not ticked a box. And the thing is, what we don't want to do, I don't think we want to say to the people that it's not okay to have a day where you do fuck up, because I think that a lot of initial comp preppers, first timers, do fuck up. Uh, I think a lot do, and I think a lot of pros do as well. I think there's there there are people out there that that will go over the macros and that will miss a box one day. Uh, but for, for us, I think it's just, it, it for me, it doesn't even cross my mind. Like, mm. I'd rather feel like garbage and tick all my boxes than go over on one and miss a box. And I, I'd, I'd, not, I'd not go to bed well at night if I knew that I'd miss something. Um, yeah. I'm sure that you're the same. Anyway, so let's uh, let's roll into you first, Vicky. So okay. you've had you've had, by the sounds of it, a bit of a an up and down week for sure, um, but nevertheless a, a successful and productive one. I'm sure that lots of boxes have been ticked and some progress has been made. So talk us through this week in terms of what's happened with your physique, and then obviously um, we'll discuss how training has gone, etc., and the plans for next week. Sure, sure. Okay, so basically physique-wise, one of my main goals over the last two weeks was to bring my waist in a little bit tighter. Yeah. Um, and we spoke through beforehand um, holding vacuums and having those planks. And can I just verify, holding a vacuum does <laughs> not mean holding a hoover, right, that you actually oh, do all your vacuuming with. Yeah, I... someone, someone thought that, didn't they? they yeah. Like... They were like, don't you call it um, a hoover over there? I was like, no, 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 it's not a vacuum. 
I mean, God. could you imagine if you could bring your waist in just by holding a Hoover holding every a single day? Oh, holding a Dyson or a Henry. Yeah, that would be just absolutely hilarious. But no, holding a vacuum just means kind of sucking your stomach in up against your waist, uh, sorry, up against your ribs and just holding it there, but still managing to breathe. You know, yes. that's the difference. Yes. It's not just kind of sucking it in and holding your breath. So anyway, moving swiftly on from that one. So we were holding some vacuums, doing planks, doing side planks, various other bits like that. And I am very pleased to know and to let everybody know that uh, yesterday when I took my measurements, I am half of an inch down in my oh, waist. That's, that's very cool to see. Yeah, so I was really kind of impressed by that as well. Because mm. um, I honestly did think that I'd I kind of reached my limit on pulling my waist in. Sure. But, um, but no, it, it, that actually really helped. So I'm really chuffed about that one. Um, Food-wise has gone really well. Nothing really changed from what we spoke about previously. I've still got a good load of carbs in my diet. I've still got a good load of fats in my diet. Um, and I'm still being consistent with it. Um, have however, any, have you been any more hungry this week as opposed to previous weeks? What, what, yeah. what has hunger levels been like? So I don't know if we actually spoke about it, but I had a refeed day um, where I boosted my calories back up to just over maintenance, actually, which was like three three thousand three thousand two hundred calories, near enough. Okay. Um, and we were into the four hundred grams of carbs club, which mm. was always nice. So we put that back up, and on my first refeed day, which was on the Friday, I dropped weight, mm -hmm. um, which was, and it was about half a pound that I dropped, which, you know, it's not expected at this point, really. So we just kind of went, holy shit, what are we gonna do now? I know, we'll do exactly the same thing. So we refed again um, yeah. on exactly the same calories, exactly the same food sources that I used, uh, just because I really enjoy them as well, uh, and it's keeping consistent. There was no bloat, there was no digestive issues. Um, so we kept that, and then finally my weight kind of went up by a pound and a half. Sure. So, uh, so, so yeah. So we were looking at about eight hundred grams of a refeed um, from carbs. Yeah. And I get, and realistically, I gained a pound from that. Yeah. But I looked so much better. I mean, it looked like I was about four pounds heavier. Mm. Um, and I even got a pump doing cardio in the morning, which was yeah. just hilarious. You yeah. know, that was really funny. Um, so yeah, so that was that. Um, Physique-wise, I'm looking all right. I'm back down to really, really looking flat now as and, well. And, and then what was hunger higher after the refeed? Is that oh, what sorry, you were yeah, to say? yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Sorry, like lack of sleep is obviously getting to me, yeah. isn't it? So I'm not forgetting yeah. it. Um, but yeah, hunger levels after two high days. Jesus Christ, yeah. I was like a bear that had just woken up from hibernation that had been encountered by the squirrel that had taken all of my hibernation food that I was ready to eat. Mm. So I was really angry and hangry, should I say, and stupid hungry um, for the entire, well, I'm still stupid hungry now. So yeah. just it just goes to prove that having two high refeed days consecutively, oh my God, you know, the, the hunger, I can't even tell you. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that it's the worst thing in the world because let's face it, we're still in quite a good position. There are thousands of people out there who are starving and you are not starving. Fact, you yeah. are not starving, you know, yeah. you're hungry. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. So, so yeah, hunger levels have been really bad this week. Um, but the good news is, is that I have been flatter as well and uh, my weight has had a significant drop. Okay. So I actually went from um, post-refeed 104.6 and I am down today and yesterday to exactly 102. Okay. 
so dropped a fair bit, but yeah. haven't actually sacrificed any kind of tissue that I can see. I'm still nicely, nicely rounded and stuff, just basically flat. Um, so it is high chippy day today. Oh, good. So, yeah, so my chippies are actually there soaking in some water, ready to go in the air fryer of peace mm -hmm. and ready to get textured up with some smoky paprika. Um, so it's another refeed day today, which what again... You, what have you got training-wise today and cardio? Um, going to do... So I've done 40 minutes of just list cardio in the morning, okay. um, which I did on the recumbent bike with a pillow. Sure. Yes, my poor mm -hmm. ass does need that pillow. Absolutely. So. Did that this morning, nothing too strenuous, um, and then I have got a delt session today. Okay. So sure, um, nice. delts and a couple of bits, a couple of reps on some arms and things like that. Okay. You know, just nothing massively strenuous, I suppose. Sure, sure. And so, the best from that. So, so with body weight down to a new low, obviously you're you're potentially seeing some changes. Obviously, you've seen changes where you initially wanted them in the waist. Um, mm. Now, what's the plan for next week? So obviously you're, you're going to be leading into peak week now. Uh, I yeah. know that last time you did sort of consecutive sort of back-to-back -back, uh, calorie, uh, high, high carbohydrate days going to the show, which is, you know, normally known as more of a, a front load than a back load. I think you started a little like midweek, didn't you? Started like Wednesday or Thursday? Um, yeah, I did a refeed. Um, no, I did a refeed Friday, Saturday. Oh, so I backloaded. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. Back so I backloaded. Okay, Definitely, so yeah. so going into next week, are you going to do any sort of form of depletion at all? With you already being pretty depleted at the moment, what's what what's the plan? And are you going to be pulling back on cardio? And and what what's training going to be looking like next week? Yeah, definitely. So training-wise, I've actually just gone back into my heavier sets, um, which I absolutely love because nice. you know um, on Monday I started my heavier sets because I was doing quite a higher rep range and still lifting heavy, but I was going between 14 and 18 reps and it got to the point where it was like, yeah, okay, I'm getting results and I'm, I'm seeing lots of changes and everything's working, but man, do I hate fucking high rep training. Yeah. Boring, right? You know, oh my God, it's just like, you know, I've got to get another fucking set and another fucking set and another fucking set. Oh, it's just oh, horrible. Really yeah. did not like it. Uh -huh. And um, even going into my squats, you know, things like three sets of 18 on squats. I don't care who the hell you are. That is going to fuck you up. And, you know, buried. it was, it was, yeah, proper buried. And I wasn't lifting as heavy and um, I just didn't like it. And, and it was making me feel lethargic and weak. And anybody who knows me, knows that I just don't like feeling weak. I like feeling oh. strong. Yeah, tell me about it, right? Yeah, so on Monday I swapped it back up again and we went back to some heavy lifting um, and I still managed to pull out, the last time I did this cycle was like three weeks ago. Okay. Um, and the last time I did my back day, or a pull session, should I say, um, I did 105 kilo rack pulls for four sets of 12 reps. Okay. Um, and with that was with like a slower eccentric as well. So we were looking about three or four second eccentric. Uh -huh. Went back in, I just basically put 100 kilo on the bar and mm. just did all four sets of 12 with perfect form, perfect squeezes, holds at the top. And I was like, man, I've still retained my strength. So I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. So that went really well. So nice. and I was happy that I was lifting heavy and I was grunting again. And yeah, it was all really good. I really enjoyed that. So heavy training is basically what's going to keep that tissue because you're also going to shock your body into thinking shit i've broken down a hell of a lot of tissue and i need this strength in order to um build it back up again so i'm not going to use the muscle tissue that people might think that you might lose when you're in a, a massive calorie deficit and things so even use though i'm still 
Absolutely right. So you've still got to kind of push right to the nth degree. Everybody's seen AJ on his hack squats and failing at the bottom on his top set, and that is what is keeping his legs in as gorgeous as they are. So make sure that you push um, as heavy as you can for as long as you possibly can, um, you know, obviously without causing injury. On that on that topic, it's funny how um, I think we've become slightly more adaptive to higher rep ranges as we diet down because yeah. I can just fucking go. I can go and go and go. I feel like I'm like Mo Farah on a fucking hack squat because... <laughs> Uh, in my off season, the cardiovascular ability uh, would limit me from doing that, and also yeah, I heavy, think yeah. I think there's got to be some sort of adaptations going on with regards to muscle fiber, um, and the um, the the amount of muscle fibers that you have type two versus type one to it's to actually re- sew together a set like that, because it's also very clear. Jack, for example, my best friend, who's mm. very deep into his off season. And it's not so oh, much... Oh, hella deep. Hella, hella deep. deep. It's, not, it's, <laughs> it's not so much cardiovascularly that he's lagging, but I can do, like, giant sets, because I did an upper body session with him on, on Saturday, and I giant set some of my stuff on upper body. And I can just fucking go to no detriment in, like, performance. I can do, like, a... Um, for example, like a, a seated V-bar row into a shrug, into a bicep move, into a tricep move, with absolutely no detriment to performance in any any of those moves. I can retain numbers that, that actually I was hitting when I'd split all those exercises up, and he, he can't. He can't. And he couldn't, like, even on down sets, we did top sets, and then we do down sets, and for him, the down sets were... He he smashed me on the top sets and he couldn't do any of the down sets. He fa- he failed like and he was just looking at me like, what the fuck are you? Because I was just on my down sets, they were just pissed like nothing because yeah, yeah. they're high rep, lower intensity. Um, so I've just become like some sort of beast when it comes to sort of the 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 endurance side of training, which I think is quite cool. I like feeling fit. Um, and I like feeling like I can run around the gym. Hence, why like the other day, when I started to get like really fatigued, and I was like doing like unpinning my bed and things like, that, I just got really fucked off because I hate feeling like that. I'm like yeah. you. I hate feeling weak. I hate feeling lethargic. And those are the sides of contest prep that you will just get. Um, yeah. But you know, every day is a new day, and we roll into it, and we we attack it as much as we can. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good roundup of you. I think that's um, that's part of people in a good position to know what you're up to and know where you're at. Obviously, and, and another thing that's just sort of we want to touch on very quickly is you have you have openly struggled with your sleep, haven't you, Vicky? In terms oh yeah, of, definitely, um, definitely. Uh, the, this the is amount of hours. Yeah, over the last three days, I've probably gained about eleven hours worth of kip which is hardcore and it is really, really draining to the point where um, one of my colleagues actually said to me, dude, you know, is it really worth it? Which I had to basically say, oh my God, I'm 10 days out as if I'm going to stop now just because of a bit of a lack of sleep. But this is exactly what my general population clients said to me last year. Yeah. You know, every session they were like, AJ, you don't look well. Like, is this worth it? And I was like, you telling me that is, is really kind of you, but please shut the fuck up. 
Absolutely, yeah. You just don't want to think about it. And I think that's the difference between us and other people out there is the fact that we just don't think about it. Yes, we feel like shit. Yes, we feel like down in the dirt. And I just want to kind of touch on these dark sides of prep because like we were talking about previously, we're very, very open about it. Um, The lack of sleep, the hunger is kind of, you know, it's all right. You can deal with it. However, um, I don't know what you're feeling like at the moment, AJ, or whether you've got it at all, but my skin is so dry, like oh. I'm literally flaking out into my into my clothes, and I'm that dry, my heels on my feet are cracking and splitting open. Yeah, I've got that from my steps. Yeah, so, you know, these, these are things that everybody has got to consider before going into a deep competition prep to see right the way to the end if you want to make it hard this is what you need to push through because other people won't yeah you've just got to get yourself into that mindset and think do you know what it's for two more weeks or do you know what it's for 10 more days yeah. and get your loofah out have you started skin prep yet mm, i've been moisturizing for like i don't know since before the midlands and then pretty much yeah, every yeah. time after that so, yeah. Yes. So I I use a skin exfoliator as well. Um, okay. That my husband helps me obviously get all of the dry skin off as well, and that really helps, and it stops all this incredible itching and makes you so frustrated and everything like that. So, it is something that you've got to consider. And to be honest with you, I hate skin prep me because too. it's it's exfoliation, it's scrub, it's then wash, it's then moisturizer, and all this for one layer of tan oh, <laughs> of an yeah. evening time, you know. Yeah, so. Man. But it's everything that you've got to consider. And if you want to make it and give it your all for every competition that you want to step on stage for, you've just got to basically separate yourself from the others that aren't going to do that. Yeah. So, you know, it is it is highlighting the bad sides of prep or the dark sides of prep that Instagram models don't put on and they're just like, yes, I look great. Yes, I look fabulous. And yes, you're all Photoshopped. Um, because at that point, you don't feel like that. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that's my little rant. So moving on very swiftly to the AJ Big Morris. Um, how's your week been? What's been going on? Physique-wise, I've seen some striated glutes every morning. Oh, yes. My favorite time of day. Um, what else has gone on? Have you, You've had some strong chippy gains as well. I've been seeing your chippies. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I mean, we spoke last week in terms of what I was going to do to food and how I was going to sort of roll with things. So food has remained the same. Uh, I did say in the podcast, I think I was going to up my carbs by like 10 grams and eventually I actually didn't make that change. I made the change to dietary fat because uh, my fat fats had been at 35 for two or three weeks. And at some days when I was back, when I was doing the refeeds, they'd been at 30. So uh, basically mm. some of the signs of like a, a, an excessively low dietary fat intake and not only the, the skin, the skin dryness, but also um, sort of like really deep, cognitive functioning issues so uh, focus um, neural drive and also like memory uh, are signs of like issues with low dietary fat intake uh, because basically dietary fat plays a huge role in brain function so yeah. if, if, if you're not getting enough dietary fat in your diet which is quite common with pre-contest diets you're going to be low fat high carb moderate protein if you're doing it right in my opinion um, and I that's no disrespect to ketogenic diets or anything like that. It's just the way that I think it's more optimal. Um, so I I up fats instead uh, by five grams. And some, you know, guys, like when you when you say, oh my God, like five grams can't make much of that difference. It actually does. Like when you're this lean and when you're this deep into prep, 
five grams of fat you you feel it five grams of fat you feel it and um my my brain functioning i don't like it don't know like i only made the change at the start of the week you, you can't really tell much of a difference but because i backload a lot of my dietary fats into my pre-bed meal i basically have five grams of udo's oil and then some tiniest fucking amount of dark chocolate on my oats which yeah. gets cut up into the finest bits of dark chocolate so it can be spread as far as humanly possible back in my off season i was like having two squares on the oats and then two squares off the oats and then cashew butter and now oh, yeah and and i, I and, and sometimes i i looked at that and i was like this is gonna be really sickly and now i think about that and i'm like you pussy aj you should have just delved into that hit of dietary fat and enjoyed it yeah and yeah i'm crying about it now of course <laughs> i've got to man up so yeah um that's uh that's what that's the change that i made and in terms of body weight it's funny because i'm so regimented like everything i do now like literally my day looks apart from the body part that i train and some of the client work that i do my day is the exact same every single day i'm just like in this like such a cyclical routine it's so good um so i i eat my pre-bed meal at exactly the same time i eat all my meals at exactly the same time i wake up at exactly the same time i weigh in at exactly the same time my body weight has been the exact same all week yeah. um which is ridiculous but it shows like how getting in tune with just religious habits and i mean like religious habits not just like hitting your macros every day i mean like yeah. religious um can really avoid that issue of scale weight fluctuation because scale weight fluctuation is controlled a lot by internal stuff like that well sorry a lot by what you do a lot by when you eat your last meal a lot by how much you stress a lot by like a lot by all these things that you can actually have a large amount of control over so if you control as many of those things you can control the way your body weight fluctuates but at the same time i have noticed decent considerable changes to again the glutes with me and again my adductors actually i've Mm. never had this lean quads in my entire life where i stick a leg out in a front lat spread or a front um double and my adductor splits from like pretty much my knee up to my hip that's fucking cool the first time i saw that one morning i was like that is sick I've never had that. And all I've ever had is like cross striations up to like mid quad. Mm. Um, and that's what I had for the Midlands and the UK DFBA. Maybe a little bit more for the UK DFBA, but that's all I've ever had. I've, my quads have never been this lean. And this is where the trade off comes. You know, like me and Jack were talking about it the other day. Like with my body weight being quite, you know, stagnant, it is a pa- like half a pound or just a bit more than a pound below last week's average that's why averages are important so it's not the same as last week it's the same low weigh-in but i've just held it so my average is down um and i expect that it probably will drop at some point primarily because towards the end of the week uh like now i feel flatter than i was at the start of the week but my body weight's the same yeah really weird so i am expecting a drop at some point You'll get um, that whoosh effect, won't yeah, you? Yeah, but to be yeah. honest, quite frankly, guy, I couldn't give a fucking shit what I weigh. All uh, I care about is what I look at, look like in the morning, and that's why I do posing before I weigh in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, me and Jack were talking about it. We said, you know, at the moment it's a trade-off. I've already lost some quad mass. I know I have. 
to to get that a doctor uh, definition and the the extra detail that I've got in my quads now, I've had to sacrifice some quad for that, like some actual yeah. quad tissue from n- namely like the sweep. Uh, my sweep was definitely like my vastus lateralis, I believe. Yeah, vastus lateralis, um, the outer head of the quad. That was way more prominent when I was fatter um, yeah. at the Midlands um, when I was like three, three, four pounds heavier. So I'm going to be like four pounds lighter than I was at the Midlands. So if the judges say that I haven't improved on condition, then fuck me. I must have eaten about eight McDonald's in Birmingham pre-show <laughs> for <laughs> that to happen because that can't happen. I've no. got to have been improved. Um, so yeah, I... It's, it's a balancing act, and I think this is where the whole gloop scenario comes in. Oh, got a dog again. Um, yeah, So, if I was to chase, like, fully top-to-toe striated glutes right now, I would drop some level of muscle mass away from some areas, whether that be my back, whether that be my arms, my upper chest, my triceps. I don't fucking know where it's going to come from, but it would come from somewhere. Because to get that extra fat off, I'd have to get flat enough to warrant some decent amount of decent amount of either muscle loss or strength loss at some point. And uh, I look at photos now, and being objective, I'm still like, yeah, I could get a bit more off, but is it worth it? Like my glutes That's are striated yeah. from the side. They are they're the leanest they've ever been. Like, I've not ever had this this much detail in my in my glutes or my hamstrings. Uh, so it is really just a balancing act. I think if I was if I was like a a larger guy, like in the future, when I'm competing in like an open weight category, like a middleweight category, which will most likely be where I compete, I'd I, I I'd say let's take let's take the chance, let's do it. You know, I've got more tissue now. That's and I'd have more tissue on my glutes as well. So maybe they'd sure. come in at a higher body weight anyway. Um, I got the tissue there. It's just about, you know, do, do I go for it? And, and with three weeks until the UK DFBA, it's like, let's see what the feedback is at the BNBF. Uh, see how well I fare. And, and then let's go from there. I mean, food's, I've still got room with food if I really wanted to do it. Um, mm. And just, just dig for maybe another sort of pound or two or two but you know it's, it's it really is a balancing act and i think i'm first up guys i'm very i'm i'm actually happy with yeah with 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 what i've been able to achieve this year and this is this is something that reminds me of what jeff albert said um a long time ago he started the idea of chasing the physique um and just like not necessarily chasing like your like personal best or like being wanting to just be the best you on stage because i'm very competitive i i if any any of my competitors are listening to this i'm coming for you because i want to win yeah i'm coming for you so if you're listening to this i'm working hard and you best be working hard as well because that's like i'm if this was a press conference i'd be slamming my fist on the fucking table you know I, i i i want this as badly as anyone else but i've chase my best physique um and i've improved and that that that's cool to me um and alongside that i haven't i really haven't caused much detriment to anything else in my life like i haven't lost anything from a business perspective and i really haven't got too weak either in the gym i'm not dragging my fucking arse in sessions 
I'm still stiff legging 72 and a half kilo dumbbells for sets of 10, which I was at the peak of my fucking off season. Um, I haven't, I haven't lost too much. And I think when the sacrifice is much higher, you start to realize the, the real detriment of bodybuilding. And I think the only sacrifice at the moment for me has just been intense fatigue. Just like, I I just want to feel normal again a little bit. Um, and I just want to feel like I've got enough energy just to make it through the day without anything being a hassle. You know what I mean, Vic? Um, yeah, definitely. And, and, and that's the realism of this week is what I've realised is that, you know, I don't I don't mind the hunger. I don't mind the sort of the, the food or, or the, the training or anything like that. All I, all I want is just a bit more energy. And I'm yeah. sure so many competitors can relate to that. Like someone, one of my friends who might listen to this was like, you know, all going out for food, can't wait for food after the BMF final, do you want to come with and destroy the food? And I'm like, you know, like, well, first off, mate, you know, no, because I'm doing the UK DFBA three weeks after, um, and I want to win that. And I'll, you know, like, and I don't want to step on stage at the UK DFBA and hit a front relaxed and thinks, fuck, I shouldn't have had that all you can eat. Sure. You know, it's, it's the things like that, that, you know, that, that motivate me moving forward. And, I'd the first thing that I'd want to do is if I was finishing after the Midlands would be raise my food enough to feel normal yeah I I, I just wouldn't I, I there's no sort of specific like I haven't got a treat fucking cupboard or any shite like that no, that I'm going to come home and, and like and just demolish um and we talked about this in previous episodes but yeah that's um that's where I'm at, at the moment I uh um I think that's quite a ramble to be honest so I'll I mean are you going to ask me any more questions, Vic? Let, like, w- were you interested in my next week or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. So I think let's let's actually just talk about what your plan is in relation to carving up as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, because we, we kind of skipped that over with mine because um, I don't know if everybody remembers, but I depleted and I basically reduced all my carbs for like four days to um, get this quote unquote super compensation effect, yeah. which actually didn't work as well as we wanted it to because I just came in a bit too flat. So I probably ran flat for a little bit too long. Now sure. I know that you depleted, so um, I've changed that plan uh, for this coming peak week. So what are you gonna do with yours? Are you gonna carb up for a bit longer? Uh-huh over some more days or yeah. are you going to deplete and then super compensate over the same amount of time it's funny what i'm going to do because i'm in a fucking completely different situation to where i, I i've ever been in any prep like yeah. i've never been here i'm on i'm on like my my macros are like 2640 calories a day like nice. 400 grams of carbs 40 fats 170 protein nice. i don't ever feel drastically flat mm. but that's because in my head, I'm like, I'm eating 400 grams of carbs. I can't be flat. So, yeah. But I it's am, funny when I, you are though, right? Yeah, but I am flat. Like this, yeah. like, so we took shots yesterday and Jack was like, you're, you're flat across your upper chest. And you're flat, you're flat in this shot. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, I am. Sometimes I need someone to fucking tell me. Yeah. Um, and me to wake up. Because it's so easy for me at the moment. With the last thing that I kind of like, I'm waiting to see any more definition, my glutes. Like, it's so easy for me to actually just look at pictures and literally just look at my ass. Yeah. Like le- legit. Like I don't. I don't even look at my back anymore. I don't even look at my arms. I don't even look at my delts. Like nothing. All I'd look at was the glutes. Mm. Um. So, w- the plan, and I put this on an IG post. Uh, d- 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 yesterday, 
when I put up that front relax. I said, essentially what I'm going to do next week is my steps are at 25k a day, so they're pretty yeah. high. Um, I'm going to taper that back across the course of the week. And I'm actually going to just leave food the same with the idea that I'm going to be able to assimilate nutrients a little bit better and not go flat from the amount of steps that I'm doing because I'm expending less energy taking in the same amount of energy. I'm going to keep my food the same at least up until Wednesday. I'm going to start tapering steps as of Monday. So first change I'm going to make is 5,000 off. And then from probably that will lead me into Wednesday, depending on how I look slash feel. And then I'll probably taper another 5,000 off of that Wednesday, Thursday. And then I'll probably taper another 5,000 off of that and literally go back to 10, which will feel like nothing. Why? Because I've already done 10,000 steps and it's 11 a.m. So that will feel like fuck all for me right now. That's easy. So um, I... That is the plan, and that, to me, will be a good enough approach to see how I'm looking with less expenditure, um, because my quads feel like they're quite tired all the time, and they feel like they're holding some sort of cell swelling from the amount of just, like, pounding away at the pavements that I've been doing, Um, so... I think that that, that that will lead to some nice fullness in the lower body, whether, whether you know, alongside that with the drop in energy expenditure, my upper body feels that as well. Probably will do a little bit. Yep. Um, so I'll monitor scale weight to an extent, but I'll more so be monitoring the look and how I feel like when I get into the gym, which is good because it's convenient. I'm training around about the time I'll probably be on stage. It's so good. everything's really, really, really spot on at the moment. So... I and then of obviously I plan to to most likely increase carbohydrates just a little bit towards the end of the week if I feel like it's needed. Cool. Um, but with the load for the UK DFBA, which worked quite nicely, I just went off the back of like my normal low days, which are around about two fifty grams, and yeah. then I did what did I do? I think I did four hundred which is where I'm at at the moment every day. And then I did 450 and then I did 500 and then I did 550 on the day. Right. Um, so, and that worked nicely and I don't think I spilled at any point. I think maybe I could have been, I don't know, maybe I could have been a tad bit fuller. And one thing that I did on the day that I didn't really like was one of my meals, for some reason I put, I put a load of rice cakes in one meal and not very much jam. I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? And this is something that actually in an old um, Trained by JP video that I watched the other day, he said, when you carb load and you're hungry, you automatically pick foods that are going to be filling. So you pick like loads of potato, you pick like loads of rice cakes. And that's exactly what I did. Josh Bridgman, shout out to him. He opened my, my eyes on this. You've got to pick foods that not only sit well but are actually low volume uh, yeah. so they don't fill up your stomach so i found like later on in the day when i went on for the lightweights i did have a bit of a struggle with with just like hitting ab shots a little bit because i felt i didn't feel like phil heath but i felt like um it was just a little bit more full yeah um, my midsection and like for example i've just eaten what probably weighs a kilogram worth of oats and and frozen berries. I'm not going to be fucking doing that on show day. No, um, sure. And if anything, it's kind of made me want to try like the whole 
cream of rice thing, which a lot of people I've seen do, because the digestibility of that seems good, but I probably won't try that at this stage. No. Um, I'll keep the oats in it, because they digest well. It's just when I, I'm not going to be adding adding water, adding water, adding water, trying to get them to froth up to some sort of, like, giant cake of oats like this. <laughs> um, but I haven't, I haven't fallen for the courgette yet. Uh, oh, very I've, good. I've managed to last legit a whole prep without grating a single courgette into my oats. Awesome. And Same here, to be glutes. fair. That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the plan for next week. So very simple and very stress-free. Uh, nice. Because in previous ones, obviously, for like the first, like the first Midlands one, I was like doing high fat days and I did one loading day. There was hella stress. Yeah. Um, so much more chilled. That's me. Cool, cool, awesome sauce. So yeah, yeah that rounds it up really nicely, then, doesn't it? I think for um, one week out. So it does. I think what should we do? Shall we do like maybe three days out or something like that, and uh, have a catch up on next Thursday? Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, I'd probably be able to definitely feasibly do um, Thursday, and we can just sort of discuss. Uh, where we're at with regards to to peaking and uh, uh, sort of yeah. how we're feeling, whether your sleep has improved as a result of uh, potential melatonin coming in board, which, um, which by the way has uh, changed my life for sure. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a good idea. And, and guys, if you if you'd like to see that, let us know. Um, yeah. Make sure should we do our usual smiley face so they can screenshot if they're watching on the YouTube's. Absolutely right. Well done. Okay. There we go. There it's it done. is. Um, we want tags. We want yes. tags. That worked so well last time, guys. It was, it was so epic. funny it's receiving so funny those. As well. It really was. It was so good. Just seeing like mine and AJ's faces like is. I hit like three it's or good. four times a day. It's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, make sure you capture that tag us in it. Share it with your friends, etc., etc. And obviously, if we are that popular, we can carry on doing it into the off season. Oh yeah, um, definitely. I'm not very that? wicked. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. So yeah, we'll round things up here. Make sure if you're on Instagram as well that you're and you're listening and you're on a walk or whatever, tag us, uh, tag us both in your in your story, share it about, and yeah, guys, lots of love. We'll see you in in next week's update and uh, wish us the best of luck with our sort of peak weeks. Cheers, Vicky. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.